This is a Frontier Center for Public Policy audio recording. All Frontier Center for Public Policy audio recordings are in the public domain. For more information, visit www.fcpp.org. Why Rent Control Fails to Ensure High-Quality, Low-Cost Rental Housing by Frontier Center for Public Policy Recording by N. Avila The holidays are a time when many of us count our blessings and think of society's least fortunate. While there are many things that can be done to help those in need, some policies designed to do so backfire. Rent control is one of them. Surveys of economists continually show a nearly perfect consensus within the profession that rent control reduces the stock of quality of rental housing. The case against rent control is so one-sided that the arguments seem like cliches. The reason that rent control is destructive is simple. If rents are held below market value, there will be less investment in rental housing. This manifests in two forms. First, fewer units are built. Second, landlords of existing units invest less in repairs and upgrades. A simple hypothetical example demonstrates why rent control doesn't work. Suppose that a property management company considers buying an apartment building. They are allowed to rent it out at whatever price they choose for 20 years, and then the building will be torn down. It isn't hard to figure out what would happen to the value of the property. The company would be willing to pay far less for an equivalent building that was not scheduled for destruction, as it would be impossible to generate any new revenue after 20 years. If investors know that a property's rental value will decline or evaporate in 20 years, its value is diminished right away. Applying the same logic to rental properties within a rent-controlled environment, capping rent increases in the future reduces the value of the property and the desirability of investing in housing immediately. Companies have long-time horizons. They are concerned with the long, long-term value of assets. If they tried to sell the property in 19 years, it would be sold at an amount that reflects the restrictions on future rent increases. The same would be true if they sold it in 18 years, 17 years, or today. Consequently, caps on rent increase, even if they don't kick in for 20 years, result in some level of investment that would otherwise go toward the housing stock being driven to other, more profitable investments. Renting out units needs to be profitable. One potential side effect of the rent control model offers negative incentives to the construction of affordable units. The only way to keep rental prices low is to ensure that developers can provide sufficient housing to meet the market demands without imposing unnecessary cost. Increases in economic output and population do not intrinsically increase housing prices. By having a sensible regulatory framework for housing development and avoiding onerous land use restrictions, which correlate strongly with high housing prices, this relationship has been demonstrated by several studies, including the annual Demographia International Housing Survey and several studies from Harvard economist Edward Glazer. Rent control fails to achieve the objective of ensuring abundant, high-quality, low-cost rental housing. Fortunately, there are plenty of other tools available to help promote affordable housing. 
eliminating the onerous land use restrictions that drive up housing prices. Canadians and municipalities can make housing more affordable while avoiding the now well-known but unintended negative consequences of rent control. Thank you for listening. This has been a Frontier Center for Public Policy audio recording. The Frontier Center for Public Policy is an independent, nonprofit, and nonpartisan organization that undertakes research and education in support of economic growth and social outcomes that will enhance the quality of life in our communities. For more information about Frontier, please visit our website at www.fcpp.org.